0: Hey, it's Alex. If you're new to the LA Local, here for the first time because of this huge storm, welcome. Great to have you. We're here every day. Get caught up on what's happening in SoCal in 10 minutes or less. Go to Apple Podcasts, search for the LA Local, hit the follow button, and then you'll get it sent to your phone every afternoon. You don't even have to think about it. And if you like it, give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. Okay, back with the show in a moment.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: With unprecedented rain came unprecedented preparation, and now comes unprecedented response. And the rain keeps coming.
1: I'm going to say on a scale of a dripping faucet to a hurricane, we're at about a six.
0: It's February 5th. Oh, it was incredible. I thought the whole hill was coming down. We had to run. This is the LA Local, sponsored by the LA Car Guy family of dealerships. I'm Alex Silverman.
2: We were sitting in our living room watching a movie, and there were these huge huge noises and then we looked out the window and around this corner this huge flow of mud and boulders.
0: Well, here's some of those first-hand accounts in a moment but here is the umbrella over it all. Sunday was the 10th wettest day in recorded history in downtown Los Angeles and it didn't start raining till the afternoon. We may have set an all-time record or at least come very close for rain in a single day on the west side. Two-day totals are off the charts. In the morning hours Monday, we'd hit 10 inches in the hills. That's where we start with my colleague, John Baird. John, take us through what you've seen today.
3: Wow. Mud and debris on the roads down the hill, boulders, uh, wiped out homes. You know, there were two homes up in the Hollywood Hills in that one neighborhood there in Studio City where uh, they were badly damaged. They may have been moved off their foundation, uh, but... All the debris just, it made a trail down the street. And Alex, what amazed me was all the boulders. I mean, these were, you know, rocks that were too heavy to lift. They were probably the size, some of them, size of a pretty good sized dog. And there was just a whole trail up and down that entire street. So can you imagine if you happen to be outside at nine o'clock last night and that hillside gave way and all of a sudden you've got a river of boulders coming down the street at you? And it just that's where I, I look as I take a step back. Oh, wow. I cannot believe that someone didn't get hurt or killed.
0: John, you talked to some people who experienced this in the moment. Let's hear from them.
2: We were sitting in our living room watching a movie and there were these huge huge noises, and then we looked out the window, and around this corner, this huge flow of mud and boulders, and then my husband opened the front door, which is right on the corner. Mud started coming into our house, so he shoved the door closed, shouted to the kids, let's go. Like we I couldn't
0: went. barely shut the door. There was so much mud coming in the front door.
2: Tried to pull our car out of the driveway. Our Tesla, our Tesla got stuck, and so we had to
3: your car got stuck.
2: Well, yeah, so there were. Dogs, this was like a mud and boulder river flowing down the street, and that's our car, the blue Tesla. We couldn't get out because it's too low to the ground. We had the dog in the trunk, and we had to just pull and stop right there. And then our other car was parked on the street. I think it's all damaged from the the rocks. And then we we could barely drive out Freiman, so we. Made it to our friend's house down, spent the night down below. Really scary stuff there.
0: Over to Emily Valdez now, who's been driving around today talking to people. What is your impression, I'm curious, of people's level of preparedness and surprise that this ended up being as big a deal as it ended up being?
1: I think that we told people, and I think everybody told people, that this was coming. A lot of Angelenos think we're... Crying woof, you know, oh, here, are the media is hyping it up again. But I think this time they're like, oh, wow, you know, they were right. <laughs> That's not good out there. And I'm glad people are taking heed. There are a lot of people still out on the roadways, but honestly, I, it's not as many as usual. I don't know why they're out there. Maybe they're doctors or they work at a hospital. Maybe they're essential workers.
0: You know, I was talking to Craig about that. The city did have that to contend with uh, after August, when a lot of people's perception was things didn't live up to the hype, to use you know a phrase you often hear. Uh, it was a challenge to make sure that people were prepared for this one.
1: And that is always a problem because we want to warn people, look, this could possibly happen. It's likely to happen. But when it doesn't happen, uh, I get the feeling that the public's like, ah, eh, they're always overblowing it. But we are seriously reporting what could happen, and this time, in many places, not everywhere in L.A., your neighborhood might be fine, just a little drizzle, but in other parts of L.A., there's homes that have mud all over them. There's cars that are saturated underwater.
0: And one thing that people do need to understand, too, is that when the rain ends, that doesn't mean the danger is over. You know, what we saw in uh, Rolling Hills Estates showed us uh, very vividly that land movement can happen long after the rain ends.
1: And that is very true because the ground continues to stay saturated and that water is very, very heavy and it can only hold it. It's just like how you can only hold your hand out with a barbell so long. That's kind of how the hills are. They can only hold that water for so long. So if they're, if they have a weakness in them, it's going to go.
0: You want to get more on that because it's an important point. Charles Feldman talked with Nate Onderdonk, who teaches geology at Cal State Long Beach. Is there anything reasonably that a homeowner can do in the days to come to
3: try to, if not eliminate, minimize uh, the potential for a slide near their area? Or is it really out of their hands?
0: I think the, the most basic thing and the easiest thing you can do is, is try to prevent too much water from entering the slope. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, you know, that's one of the main things that, that, uh, professionals use as well as just homeowners, sometimes Mm -hmm. draping a tarp over a a slope kind of prevents the water from seeping in. And then there's more elaborate ways where you completely cement over a slope, you know, that a professional Mm -hmm. company would do. But I think just trying to mitigate, you know, lessen the amount of water that's actually seeping into the ground is the number one thing that, that I think a homeowner can do. Uh, Around the horn now to Craig Figner, who has been monitoring the uh, city's response to this. And one of the big decisions that the city had to make was whether or not schools should be open. A lot of districts in the county canceling school, but LAUSD, for the most part, with a few exceptions, was open today. Uh, Craig, tell us what went into that.
4: Well, you know, this decision came down from Superintendent Alberto Carvalho, and he, he announced it yesterday in a press conference with L.A. Mayor Karen Bass, said that the school district, uh, the plan going forward into today, would be to have the school campuses open for all of LAUSD. And this was noteworthy for a, a few reasons. First, he said that his, his decision-making was focused very much on the school food programs, where he says kids get one or two of their meals or a snack every day that they rely on it Uh, at LAUSD, that 80% of the students in the district uh, rely on the school food programs. So to shut school down for a day would be to cut them out of uh, being able to eat today. So for that reason, the school district remained open. But then in this afternoon's press conference, Superintendent Carvalho said that 60% of these students were in class today. Uh, So, you know, a lot of kids did decide to stay home.
0: One challenge the city had here in terms of getting people prepared was the the crying wolf effect or the the perceived effect. You know, in August, uh, there was a lot of preparedness that was demanded of people. And the perception was, you know, things didn't play out as forecast. Take us behind the curtain there at City Hall for how they deal with that.
4: When they do make decisions to close things or to ask people to stay home, I mean, those discussions happen behind closed doors. But then when they plan these press conferences, oftentimes we'll get notice, uh, you know, maybe an hour before, two hours before, sometimes a little more, a little less. I did notice with this storm, the press conference notices were coming like 30 minutes before the press conference would start. Uh, So maybe the decision making this time was tightened up for this storm. You know, it's really hard to judge it or to give an assessment of it. Uh, when you're kind of still in the middle of it.
0: And we certainly are. It's going to rain for another couple of days, and I think we have to recognize that as we, uh, you know, we we can't really do any post-mortem yet, can we? No. So remember, up-to-the-minute forecast details, 97.1 FM. By listening to KNX on the Odyssey app, you have an Alexa Google smart speaker, you can just ask it to play KNX News. Coverage of this historic storm continues 24-7 on KNX News, on whatever platform you want to get us on. And that's the LA Local for this Monday, the 5th of February. We're sponsored by the LA Car Guy family of dealerships. Search all their inventory for all 14 dealerships at lacarguy.com. And as this historic storm continues, we're back with another one tomorrow. I'm Alex Silverman. Stay safe. See you later.